or musicians, and I think content creators in general and creatives in general, when they find ways to promote themselves, it should feel authentic. It should be authentic. They should work with people who care about their craft. And I think it's sometimes truly missed out when musicians who put so much effort into their music, they don't put as much effort on investigating who's promoting their content and how they promote their content. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Nimrod and Neda from MySphera. So MySphera is a, a platform that helps music artists be able to promote their music by connecting with tastemakers and being able to sync up your music with the right people, with an audience, so that you can grow your audience and be able to reach, reach more people with, with your music. So I'm excited to talk with them today about specifically, yeah, I know that one of the biggest challenges that a lot of artists struggle with is just that it's so easy to make music now. It's so easy to put it out online that it's become a little bit saturated. It's kind of harder to figure out how do I stand out and how do I, how do I reach people? I'm so looking forward to connecting on music exposure and how to stay engaged and be able to gamify things with your music and some, some great stuff that I love to geek out on. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to be on the show today. Yeah, thank you for thank having you so much, us. Michael. Absolutely. Cool. So this is kind of a cool scenario. Usually it's a one-on-one -on -one type of conversation, but I got two for one today. So excited to, to kind of see how that, that group conversation goes. So to start out with, I'd love to hear from both of you a little bit about how you got started and where the idea of MySphere came from. So uh, Neta and I both come from the world of music curation and content curation, working in nightlife and radio programming. And on the other hand, we always shared common love for tech, both working with different technological companies. And uh, we felt there was some kind of gap in the way music was exposed and the ways that music was exposed through different routes. We felt that blogs and many different outlets really ruled how music was introduced to new audiences. And we felt we can really find new ways to introduce music to new audiences. And we thought the emergence of playlisters and YouTubers and content influencers. And we thought to ourselves, this could be a great opportunity for musicians of all kinds. And we said, let's make a place where musicians can be introduced to those content creators, those tastemakers, the people whose opinion matter and hold the possibility to be introduced to quite a serious audience. And we thought to ourselves how we can make it even more fun and let's make it a service and not a marketplace, not somewhere that is a big directory that you need to analyze all the different names and things. We thought to ourselves, how cool would it be if it would be like an automatic matchmaker, if it would become something that is completely streamlined. So this was the general idea behind MySphera. Since then, we created our Tastemaker app where over 1,000 tastemakers get music to us on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. And we work with 
hundreds of musicians every month, introducing them to new audiences. And uh, yeah, that's where we at at the moment. <laughs> Very cool. Neda, do you have anything to, to add to that? I think Neda uh, pretty nailed it and uh, grasped uh, the, the vision and, and the and the operation behind MySphere. I would add one more little thing regarding the uh, the orchestration of the platform. So one other thing that was very important for us was to also reduce the friction, both for as Asmin would mentioned, that they will need to invest a lot of time and energy on finding the people and finding ways to reach out to them and writing them long emails and stuff, and also to reduce the friction for the content tastemakers that are getting these uh, these applications to be reviewed for their music. We wanted to put a lot of emphasis on the music itself and to make sure that the right music will reach the right person that can translate to actual fans. Very cool. So uh, well, one thing that I would love to kind of clarify is the idea of a tastemaker. So, so when you say a tastemaker on the platform, is that referring to someone that has an audience of some form or like how, what, what specifically kind of when, when you look at tastemakers on the platform, what do you say that they primarily are comprised of? So first it's like a, some kind of a triangle. They need to have a passion for music discovery. Mm -hmm. They need to have an audience. We focus on micro to nano sized tastemakers. It means they're up to 50K followers across the different platforms. And lastly, they need to communicate music through their content. They could be a yoga instructor who curates playlists for her students or a gamer that plays Call of Duty with certain music on the background. Or it could be just like a playlister who loves curating the coolest playlist for chill hop or lo-fi and even some kind of more traditional ways like radio personalities that and DJs and even magazines. So this is like the wide stroke and wide spectrum of tastemakers. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So, so it's a little bit like that word influencer, right? So it's, it's someone that <laughs> is either a creator or an influencer or a tastemaker, but they have an audience and they're maybe creating content that includes music. And that's what kind of gives them that collaborative nature of, of being a good fit for presenting music too. I, yeah, I think that, uh... Oh, sorry. I think that, yeah, putting the emphasis on music is one of the most significant aspects of it. And also for us is creating yeah, creating some sort of interaction and engagement with the music. Mm -hmm. So we are calling them tastemakers and we're you know, kind of like separating it or trying to separate it from the, the wide conception of influencers in that sense that this is not kind of like how it is perceived as a, the business of influencers. There are people who, first and foremost, they really enjoy listening and discovering new music. They, they're they excited. It's like the, the feeling that you're excited when you find a, a tune that you like and you send it to your friends and like, check it out. Oh my God, so amazing. So having that flame running within their veins. Cool. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and the one thing that that kind of speaks to, I think, is the mistake that I see pretty often, and this is probably why part of why you really want to make that emphasis on tastemakers versus influencers is that there's sort of this idea of wanting to have a viral hit or wanting to get in front of as many people as possible. But then there actually there is a different level of engagement that comes depending on like just because you go viral with a song 
doesn't necessarily mean that you're bringing in the right people, you're going viral in front of the, the right people, right? If you go viral for something totally unrelated to your music, you have a funny a meme or something, then sure, there'll be some overlap between that, your music and that, but that's not nearly as powerful as having a song go viral in front of people who are primarily focused on the music. And that's kind of the, the piece of it. So it sounds like what you're saying is when you're looking for tastemakers, you're looking at people who don't just have an audience that, you know, is not really connected with music, but it's people who deeply care about their music and, and they're able to express that so that it's a better fit or a better candidate for music musicians to connect with. Yeah, totally. I think that one of the internal slogans we use at the MySphere HQ is that songs are not shampoo. You can't just put them out there through those different influencers that really don't have a connection to what they are promoting. You can feel it. You can sense it. And it's so important for musicians and I think content creators in general and creatives in general, when they find ways to promote themselves, it should feel authentic. It should be authentic. They should work with people who care about their craft. And I think it's sometimes truly missed out when musicians who put so much effort into their music, they don't put as much effort on investigating who's promoting their content and how they promote their content. And sometimes it comes out, I don't know, as perhaps redundant or perhaps a little bit shallow, but it's sometimes there is a huge gap between how they perceive their content and the value they put into their content and how they put it out there. And I think for us, it's one of the main challenges we see musicians that arrive to us face. Awesome. So on that line, I would love to hear some of your insights and sort of takeaways now that you've built this awesome platform that's really connecting musicians with the right tastemakers and the people that are more aligned, there's more congruency or authenticity with that connection. What do you say are some of the biggest, biggest lessons or biggest tips when it comes to really building more organic community or one that resonates with your music and on multiple different levels and finding the right tastemakers for you specifically for your music? I think it's a great question. We, we can start out, I mean, if we're looking at it from an artist's perspective, I think that this era and these the past few years and looking to the future, it's a really, really great time to be an artist, first and foremost, because there are so many tools to from being music that hasn't been available before. And we see it with a lot of independent musicians that are producing their own music and, mass and their masters and being able to distribute it by themselves through different online distribution services. So there's, and, and, and throughout the different social platforms that enables them with a lot of opportunities to expose their music and to be creative and go in that direction. And yet there are the, and the challenge that it brings obviously is that around 50 to 60k tracks the new, new tracks are being uploaded to streaming services every day so it is getting more challenged to be noticed let's say with with the independent tool and i think that one of the things that that can be really helpful is first and foremost to constantly be creative and yet finding something that you relate with as, as an artist or a, a way of communication or a visual that you relate with or anything is such that really represents you and feel authentic authentic about it. And going with it is something that I, I believe that can really help. And uh, and the second thing, which I think like relates to the, our, our 
other phase or the new product that we that we have under the umbrella of MySphere is putting more emphasis on any, everything that has to do with fan engagement and building your fan, turning from random audience or random followers into fans and working alongside with your fans in order to build your network, to build your community, to build the foundations of what can help you grow and reach more, reach more audiences and more note, notice in the, in the bigger sphere. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely seems like the cornerstone for musician success is really around the community that they build and, and the connection with, with their fans. And, and that, especially for an early artist, that engagement or that connection, a lot of times, like you're saying, the, the fans really can, there's a movement where everyone is looking to grow the artist together. You might have like a street team where the fans are actually looking to connect and, and help support the artists and bring in their fan, friends. Uh, so I'd love to hear some some ideas or what are some some ways that you've seen artists be able to create a deeper connection with their fans and really kind of enroll them as members of the community so that they're all a part of this movement together. So I think that personally, I really love the use of Discord for different musicians. I think it's a great tool for community building and audience ownership. I think Neta Touch on a very important point nowadays, as musicians and content creators in general, you're expected to be around various platforms with different content types that you're creating. And this creates a very scattered audience. Nothing, um, it's not certain that your audience on Instagram will be the same as your audience on TikTok. And it doesn't mean there will be even some overlap. So. You might have very discrete audiences scattered around those different platforms. And it's very important you find a way to connect all of them in one place where you can communicate with them directly. And I think maybe it would sound very old world in parentheses, but a mailing list is extremely powerful. Having a powerful newsletter where you communicate with your audiences, everything, or a Discord when you sometimes pop up and just talk to them directly. It can create a massive impact and people would feel so special. And lastly, I think another great platform is Patreon. And I think you can learn from many podcasts out there that use the platform. This is a great way to introduce unique content to your community. It's a great way to monetize. And it's so critical to make sure that they're all in the right place to get the most out of you and to support you and to, as you said before, to amplify every action you take. So I think these three platforms are extremely important for musicians nowadays. Awesome. Yeah, thanks Thanks for sharing that. And there's so much, so much gold in, in what you just shared, especially as it relates to building your own platform because you don't really know, like on Instagram, if... Mark Zuckerberg decides to change the algorithm, then all of a sudden you lose access to those people because you don't own your audience on Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg owns your audience and you don't own your audience on TikTok. China owns your, your audience on TikTok. So having your own 
email list, having your own tribe text message list is so important. We actually, we have a straight team software that, that we developed with Modern Musician that is a CRM platform. So it does email, it does text message, sort of like community for text messaging, MailChimp, active campaign for emails. And there's also a, a subscription tied into it as well. So there's membership. So it's sort of just the Patreon tiers as well. Um, so that's sort of like our big contribution that we're really trying to lean into as our number one thing is, is our straight team platform and helping artists have a platform that they own. So like if they cancel their account, they can export their audience. We don't own their audience in the same way that Mark Zuckerberg owns their audience on those different platforms. So yeah, 100% on the same page in terms of regardless of whether it's street team or any like active campaign or any platform like that, kind of owning that relationship with that audience is, is so important. Awesome. So in, in terms of that, that's another good question that comes up is around, because even if you do have your own platform at the beginning, no one's on that platform because they don't know who you are yet and they don't really care about you. They haven't heard your music yet necessarily. So what are some ideas for specifically bridging the gap between TikTok or Instagram or these other platforms that maybe you can use those to reach new people for exposure, but then actually bringing them into your own email list or into your own street team, your own community. What are some ideas or, or things that you've seen working for that? One of the one of the greatest examples that I think for, for any artist and, and in particular for emerging artists or independent artists that I can bring is like as a musician or someone who is working and creating in these spheres is also to recommend and share the music that you resonate with. So spotlighting a fellow artist that you love, like, or, or sharing some of your influences or stuff like that. These are things that first and foremost, they kind of like peel off another layer that of connecting an artist with their audiences by also bringing something back to them, but also can more interaction and more connection with, with the different types of audiences and reel them in right, into being interested in the stuff that, that you are doing as, as the artist. So this is definitely one way. I think that also if we can add on to these tools, all the smart links that have the options to opt in, to write and to subscribe to a mailing list or creating some sort of like different challenges that can, uh, can get people into, if you want to get more out of this, then or get future stuff from your exclusive content. For instance, we, we, we saw with an exceptional artist that is working, that is based in Israel, but has an international audience, right? That uh, he offered to his, to his audience to communicate with, to interact with his content. And, and they got an unreleased track of his through their email. So a lot of them opted in and joined the mailing list to get it and now they will get more information from him in the future so we'll be, we'll be engaged to the mailing list so these kind of things i think for big for starters are things that can really help right also to navigate between different platforms but also to get people to opt in all right let's take a quick break from the podcast so i can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners so if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. 
So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our Music Mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight Series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, From there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, So don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Super smart. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're saying is that one of the best ways to have people opt in is by offering them something exclusive or a free gift of some kind, whether it's an unreleased song or it's some exclusive content, something you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else by joining the community. Awesome. Nimrod, any additional ideas or thoughts around the process of, of enrolling people into the, the list? Yeah, so I think what Neta said is complete, extremely powerful. And I would add a small thing. Sometimes we don't understand what the resources we can provide to our community. And that is when we need to think long and hard and see how we can reward them. I think the example of giving an exclusive sneak peek to an unreleased remix or asking your community about what do they want to hear on your next live show or your live stream or just surprising one of your audience members with a, I don't know, like a special video message. Just understand how you can leverage your different resources. It's something that is completely powerful and you can create really impactful giveaways that way without splurging too much cash. Many people think that resources directly translate into something fiscal, into something with monetary value, but it's not correct. You can create as much impact by creating something highly personal and something that is really unique. Very cool. Yeah, one one, uh, thing that we're building in the industry team right now that is probably like the biggest, the thing I geek out about most right now is something that we're calling music relics. And I know that there's been like waves of NFTs and music NFTs, a lot of hype and a lot of skepticism and back and forth. But these music relic NFTs are something that I'm really excited to be able to include that basically grant a fan access to one of your tiers of your inner circle. And your inner circle, you could think of it like a Patreon. You might have three different tiers of your inner circle. And someone could either subscribe to get access to one of those three tiers and get access to unique content, or if they happen to own one of the limited edition music relic NFTs, 
then they could get access to the inner circle without having to purchase the monthly subscription, as long as they own that one, that one relic. And aligned with that is actually having maybe a dollar per month level of your inner circle that you have a limited amount of free NFTs that you're giving out as a gift in exchange for someone getting that dollar per month level. And that way you could actually offer them something valuable that's totally digital, doesn't take any extra work on your part, but can bring them into your community. And 100% in line with what you just said, like offering a free gift, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical, but, but it sounds like what you're saying is that like, there's a lot of different options. You just have to creatively brainstorm what is it that your fans are actually interested in? Have a conversation with them. Any, any additional thoughts to add on to that? Bryce, I think it's it's super exciting what you're doing. And at, we do, I totally feel like the future heading and marching towards that direction. Um, and one, one of the things also that also, like Nimbon mentioned, we've both been working in curation and we've been working in different aspects with artists in the past. One of the things that I think a lot of times maybe missed out not not in 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 person but rather than the action to take on is find the people who believe who believes in you first right mm -hmm. the, those people who might be complete strangers or they might be from one inner circle or another but that they discovered your music and they're avid fans at the moment and maybe they are one among five right that that you may have at the moment so you that then an artist might feel as if they're still struggling in building building their fan base and you know that there's so much to do and little tools or little access but it's not completely true because if if they try to work with those people for an example and building building yourself with them alongside with them with examples like what you guys are building or it can be like, yeah, different rev share options, right? In, in them like being invested in some way or another in track or al along the line. But they, they have been there from the start and they would be, they can be translated into ambassadors along the way. I think it's a lot about first ident knowing how to identify those people, which can be challenging, as you mentioned, when working with scattered audience on different platforms and and the second thing is also knowing how to empower them and how to reel them in the process so good yeah it does seem like the especially when it comes to music like it it really expresses our identity so much that really like when we have a favorite artist we have a favorite song it's more about us and how we relate to that song and our experience and how we identify with it and kind of creating that creating that sense of identity for the fans and when you when you say being able to clearly identify who are the fans who are there first before everyone else it seems like as musicians a lot of times there's sort of a hipster feeling of like i was the first one to discover this artist and i want to fit the proof that i was the first one so being able to provide that is a really cool really cool idea and and also when it comes to art in general, the fact that you can buy the Mona Lisa for $800 million, but let it be by the Beatles has never been purchased for more than a dollar. seems like there's like a missed opportunity there in terms of how you value the art. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about the music NFTs and kind of creating an actual tangible, limited edition of, of these songs to be able to help identify those fans who were, who were there at the beginning. Because that $1 or 
10 or $25 they spent on that initial one of 50 NFTs or Let It Be by the Beatles would probably be worth a heck of a lot more now that the Beatles are with what they are. So it's a cool idea to be able to honor and kind of identify who, who are those, those fans. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying and I totally agree. I think that if we look towards the world of video games, loyalty programs and badges are so abundant there. It's, it's a classic. You progress and you get different rewards and people can see them on your profile. And as you said, how cool would it be if everyone knew that I was the one who discovered, let's say, Kendrick Lamar first. I was among the first 100 people. This is always been like a dream of Neta and myself, just understanding how to find that initiators because they meant so much for the growth of a specific musician. Because as you said, maybe at the beginning, five people hear my music. And the fact that five people hear my music is the reason why I wake up every morning, I promote my music, and I aim to get 10 people to hear my music. So those five People should definitely get like the super relic badge. And that might be something that is so lucrative or so helpful or so resourceful when I'm with 1000 listeners, for example. So it's something that is extremely cool from our perspective. And we understand how combining gamification to audience ownership and audience segmentation can be one of the most powerful tools for up and coming musicians. And we try and investigate how we can integrate it in the services we provide to musicians. So it's always something that we have on our mind. And we recommend to musicians of all kinds to think how they can reward their audiences in that way. So they would be very proud to be the ones who discovered them, who interacted with them. It's something that your audience can wear with pride. That's super smart. Yeah, the, the idea of taking a cue from gaming communities that have badges and kind of status symbols that sort of help help identify, like you're saying, the fans who are there early on, or the ones who are really the, in, in that inner circle. One idea that I want to kind of circle back around to that Neta shared that, that was, was really powerful was the idea of building a network and doing that by not only shouting me, 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 me to, to everyone on social media, but also looking at curating a network of and building relationships with other artists or similar to you and, and building relationships maybe with those tastemakers like you're talking about and, and networking. And you know, one idea, I'm still waiting for someone in our community to really take this idea and run with it. But I, I know that this is a really powerful framework is this idea of doing like a festival of doing music festivals, like maybe vir virtual, virtual music festivals. For a modern musician, one of the ways we got started was we reached out to a bunch of other music mentors in the space before I had an audience of musicians. I toured for about 12 years with, or it was a 10 years with, with my band and we had built an audience of, of fans, but I didn't have an audience of musicians. And when I was first starting Modern Musician, one of the first things that that I got guided to, one of my mentors gave me this idea, was reaching out to all the other music mentors who already built an audience 
and connecting with them. And actually, I, I started with interview. It was like an interview model, but I put together a summit with like 15 of the, of the top music mentors who had an audience and did a three-day event where basically I interviewed them. And I didn't have any audience at all, but they all brought the audience. And a few of them actually really promoted the events and went from scratch to about 8,000 musicians on our list relatively in those few days because of building that network, building those relationships. And I think there really is an opportunity for musicians to do some sort of virtual music festival, a three-day event where you reach out to a bunch of artists that are around the same level, maybe slightly bigger, ideally ones who know each other as well, who've built an audience and basically come together to share some of your guys' songs with the whole group. You basically have a three-day live event where it's about discovering a bunch of new artists. There could be live performances if you want. It also could be some pre-recorded content if they just wanted to share their music videos or songs. You could have three days of new music videos from related artists. And that could be a pretty interesting way to network and kind of build a relationship because the, the cool thing with building what you guys are, are offering with your platform with tastemakers. And one thing I think is really powerful for anyone who's listening to this right now to understand is this idea of if you're building an audience one at a time, it, it, it's great to build, especially at the beginning to like connect one fan at a time because everyone starts somewhere. But at a certain point, like if you are connecting with the tastemakers or you're connecting with other artists that already have a thousand, like let's say a thousand fans or five or 10,000 fans, then for each one of those artists that you connect with, it's almost like you connected with 5,000 fans as opposed to connecting with one at a time. And so there is sort of this, this element of being able to kind of this orders of magnitude higher if you are able to connect with those tastemakers. And that's one of the reasons that I think the platform you're building is, is so helpful because you're creating those, the, a way to facilitate those types of connections. Grace, I think talking about artist collaboration, I think this is probably one of the most profound things that, that can be utilized when done organically and authentically. I think that, again, artist is someone who is first and foremost they're coming from their music. So giving another layer of representation in a combination with other fellow artists that they love and they would like to, to empower or ones that they're collaborating with can definitely expose into a lot of a lot of new opportunities, starting off by using to other audiences, which one brings theirs, just like the way that you mentioned. But also it can it can grow from that, right? And of course, if these specific artists have the the means to a festival, which can be also right. One of the things about that that we were trying to to solve, let's say, or to address or to enable, especially for the emerging and independent artists and bring it, let's say, more into a seamless way to, to, to utilize and to work with is the through spin, which I think we kind of like a bit touched. That is our second product. So basically, these are that creating different experiences that can expose fan bases into different types of music can be from different artists or different remixers, for example, and to create some sort of a themed experience around it. So it can be one example could be, of course, like she just released an album and these are the, the latest releases that you feel that 
your album really resonates with and then you can put in a, a spotlight on different artists which could be of course very excited to be featured on something like this so they would share it as well or another example this is actually something that we we actually we did with a festival with an electronic festival so different djs who were going to play at the festival towards it they gave a sneak peek for their audiences of the tunes that they really like and they want to include in their sets and then they ask them to feedback which which of them they would like to hear the most right on their set so they got ex so they got exposed to different tunes these artists obviously were really excited because they got another spotlight right by a dj and then this can be shared as well and also it can bring a lot of, so then you grow the audience, both for the festival, both for the DJ and for the artist, right? From different directions. And I think like coming up with these kind of things and really utilizing the fact that musicians or music creators or DJs and so on are, once you've, you, this is the content that you're creating, then you, you have some sort of impact and authority of talking about this music or presenting new music or spotlighting other people, then people will relate to it more than going really far ahead. But if you will talk about a shampoo, okay, maybe you're really good at this as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I think uh, touching bases with that away and really thinking about different themes to integrate, to do those shout outs definitely can, can really help. And uh, yeah, we're trying to, to do it with the uh, spins and, and we're humbly happy to be among other platforms that are providing different services as well. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's sort of like a tale as old as time, right? Like artists go on tour together and they share each other's audience or they collaborate together. Or there's features or like Ed Sheeran, we see that he's collaborating with like, that's a big part of the strategy is that they collaborate with other artists and it's like bees cross pollinating and it creates a win-win for everyone. Um, so one spins, that sounds like a really cool feature and it may be, I'm sure there's a way that we could even integrate our APIs so we can be able to plug in our softwares with each other in a, in a cool way. And we're yeah, all about our... collaboration. So we'd be absolutely an example also for the artists about what we're talking about. So uh, we'd be definitely happy to collaborate. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a very much so like a meta structure that has, has become clear, like as I have mentors who. I learn from, and I'm also mentoring other artists. And there's these meta structures that are, it's the fundamentals are true for collaboration and really like building an audience, regardless of whether you're a traditional business or you're a musician or whatnot. It's, it's really about finding the people who are most likely to resonate and get value from what you offer and where those people congregate. In a lot of cases, they congregate around people who offer a similar value. And everyone has something unique to be able to contribute. And so being able to, to network and connect with those collaborators is super powerful. Um, I'm also, I'm really excited to build in one idea that, that's kind of, uh, that's been popping up at, throughout this conversation is we've been thinking for a while that one of the, one of the best uses of the street team platform would be to have a what we would call like hyper networking, which would be about introducing artists with other artists who are on the platform or a good fit for them. And I think it'd be really cool to, when we roll that out to have like a music festival kind of template or some kind of idea that, that incorporates some of the stuff that we're talking about so that all the, the sequences and the, and the templates and stuff are kind of built into it. And along with that, yeah, working together, collaborating on 
a way to integrate with your guys' services with tastemakers, which is something that street team, at least for the foreseeable future, I think we really want to focus primarily just on the creators, like the artists and the fans. Um, so like the complimentary tastemakers and kind of connecting with content creators who are using the songs in yoga videos or using it in different like content it could be a really interesting way to connect with our API to be able to connect with the, the right tastemakers. Yeah, it sounds great. And I think that when you were talking also about focusing on the musicians and their connections with their fans. So we have the layer of connecting the music with the tastemakers and connecting the musicians with fans is what Spins is all about. So we think this can also be a great potential route to look into doing stuff together. Super cool. So I'd love to hear a little bit about the Mirrors' platform. If, for anyone who's listening to this right now, is like, this sounds awesome. I'd love to kind of explore the platform and, and see how I can connect with, with tastemakers. Could you give an overview of how they could get started, kind of how the process works for getting matched with the right tastemakers? Of course. So it's pretty simple. As we said, we really wanted to create a streamlined experience and not like a marketplace experience, like a big directory. So all musicians need to do is head over to our website. When they submit their music and provide a few tags describing their tracks, our magic algorithm works in the background and matches them with the most relevant tastemakers within our platform. By saying most relevant, we mean those are the tastemakers who are most likely to like the track and share it with their audiences and that their audiences will resonate with this specific track. And I think this is the matchmaking part of it. And throughout the campaigns, we provide notifications and updates, just making sure the musician knows everything that happened. So it could be an IG story feature or a musician that wishes to spotlight the specific track on his platform or just added it to his playlist, just creating those different layers of exposure through those digital assets. So just to like clear the language here in our campaigns, our tastemakers interact with music and they create digital assets that are tools for exposure. So this is it in not just in terms of the process itself. Mm, very cool. Awesome. So like always, we'll make sure to put the links in the show notes so you guys have easy access to go check it out. But let's, uh, let's get ready to wrap up. So thank you both so much for taking the time to hop on here today and geek out about this stuff. It's really, really valuable. I, I think that what we talked about, what we discussed is really kind of the core foundation for building a real community. And that that's probably the number one asset that as an artist that you can cultivate is actually a real connection, a real engagement with, with that community. So thank you again for coming on here and, and having a great conversation. And I would highly recommend that anyone who got value from this, go check out the, the platform. It's what, mysphera.com. Is that correct? Dot co. Dot co. <laughs> okay, awesome. And, and then we'll, we'll put it in the, in the actual description of the show notes so that it's easy as possible. But thank you guys again so much and looking forward to connecting connecting soon. And maybe anyone who's listening to this right now, eventually maybe you'll actually see a direct integration within Street Team where you can click on a button and actually have it so you can launch a campaign within mysphera. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Michael. We really enjoyed Thank the chat. Thank you, Michael. Yeah! Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. 
First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take the music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.